Fox Valley Voice. Welcome to Rivertown Life, a podcast at Fawn Gifts. I'm your host, Bree Hayes. This podcast is produced by Jaime Gutierrez of Fox Valley Voice. Fox Valley Voice. Today we have Annie from Hearth and Hammer, which is a candle company that's here in Batavia. Uh, Fawn Gifts sells their products. Um... We're going to talk about all kinds of things. She grew up in Batavia. She escaped to the city of Chicago for a brief moment. And then now is back here with her sweetheart uh, making some candles in a tiny room in her house. Uh, One thing I wanted to say about uh, your candles is that it was the very first thing that I knew I wanted to sell in my shop. Oh, that's so sweet. Which is why I wanted you to be my very first podcast, uh, you know, person, other than Jaime, who is in last episode and, right. mm-hmm. you know, doing the intro, intro. Fair. You're the first official guest. Yay. Yeah. Isn't that cool? I know. I'm excited. Um, so it was about a year ago that I started to put together Fond Gifts and it was starting to happen. And the biggest question that I got from everybody, like people from... The community, people who were, you know, trying to help out and just random strangers was like, well, what are you going to sell in your shop? And it was super, super awkward uh, because all I really knew is like, I don't know, gifts, like gifty type things, like things people like. Yeah, I think I think we'll do it. But like the one thing I'd be like, well, you know, like the hearth and hammer candles, like they're super great. Like they're from Batavia. They're, you know, they're made by hand and uh they're really great quality. They're designed super, super well. Um, I met you at a artisan collective show. The Water Street Studios? One? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I came up and I was like, hey, I love your candles. And then I was like, I think it's really funny that you have to say inspired by Walden on your Walden Woods candle. Yes. And then that's how Andy and I referred to you and James for like the next two months. I was yeah. Like, yeah. No, remember the girl that came up to us and she was like, I love that you have to put this on there for Walden Woods. And I'm like, that couple. And he's like, oh, yeah, they're awesome. That's really, really adorable. Yeah. It was super <laughs> cute. I'm like, so she's opening Bond Gifts. That girl. And he's just like, oh, sweet. Um, I also really like that we weren't friends then, like a year ago. No, yeah. We, I mean, I was just like, oh, they look cool. Like, yeah. And I they remember, make these great candles. I remember you coming into 715 and I was like, do these people live here? Because <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I feel like they can't. They don't. <laughs> and and we did. We had you just did. moved. <laughs> I we know. had just moved to Batavia. Yeah. Um, okay. I have so many things to already like. From, from that little bit to uh, tease out. But let's draw a tarot card. Okay, yeah, let's do it. Okay. Ooh. We're getting like the dark cards when I do this this tarot. It's such is, a sunny day. Yeah. This isn't that dark. Again, I did it the same time, like last time. But I'm really curious of why that happens. Like, is that a good thing for this podcast? Is that a bad thing? 
for all of you at home, we just picked the Four of Swords. We're using the Wild Unknown deck, which um, has a lamb on it with a sun like in its um, forehead and the four swords hanging down. It's a little bit intense. So, oh, actually, this again is not that bad of a card. I just get nervous when I yeah. see swords about to hit a lamb. But it's talking <laughs> about stillness and mental power. Oh. Um, just going to read this. Uh, Though threatening swords loom above, the lamb sits in stillness and without fear. The four of swords says it's time to look inward and find the mental power to cope with the pressures. It's important to rest, seek meditation, or find literature that focuses on ways to quiet the mind. Take this time to recuperate and move inward before the so those swords strike. I love this card. Yeah, it's beautiful. I feel like every tarot card I ever get is, is an iteration of this card. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, and I think uh, I wonder if we can even just start with you talking about being in in Batavia as a place that is a little bit quieter than like, say, like the city. You spend a lot of time alone in your house making candles. Yeah. Um, I do feel like you're somebody who likes who I've noticed likes a little bit of alone time. You might just, be a little just bit. Just a little bit. A little bit of an introvert. <laughs> um, which, uh, I mean, I think this card is kind of like pointing at. And I yeah. think that might be a good thing for us to discuss. Yeah. Well, you know, when we... W I lived in the city for like seven years, I think. Um, Andy was the counterpart of hearth and hammer the designer um he and my husband uh he lived there for maybe two years i mean he basically lived there because he would visit me every weekend because he's a sweetheart and i wasn't about to go to dekalb very often that's real that's yeah. super real yeah um you know there's anyways um and so when we moved back to batavia it was very much i was like i'm really tired of like just being surrounded by people all the time, like not having outdoor space. Yeah. Like in the city, it's like you forget what having a yard is like. Yeah. I used to like climb out of my window down a fire escape to go in like my backyard. I'm using air quotes here. Um, <laughs> you know, which was like basically a sidewalk between like two garden beds, which was pretty in its own right, but there wasn't any grass. Um, but yeah, so certainly my life back in Batavia is very different. I spend a lot of time in my house making candles. Um, pretty much all of my favorite hobbies are things that I do by myself. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm not really doing that much in the city. Like I'm basically spending all my time either at a coffee shop or, um, in my apartment, like I might as well just move back where all my friends and family are, you know? So we moved back here, and it's been really great. I love having space again and nature and, you know, trees and a river. So, Yeah, I a lot of people would ask me, like, oh, so how's this transition to the suburbs going? Yeah. Like, I don't really feel like that's what it is because, I mean, I wake up, and I can look out my window, and I can see the river. Yeah. I can get on the path really easily with my dog and go on long walks. And, yeah, having, like a real yard and even in the city I think 
almost every place that I lived had a yard, but it was, I mean, an eight by eight yard. Right. Like mm-hmm. that doesn't, that's not like it is yeah. out here. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, you're usually sharing it with other people. You could hear really weird sounds. And I love the city. I'm not saying that I don't, but I'm with you. I'd rather I'd rather have space. Yeah, definitely. I feel like the hardest thing is food options. Yeah, that's the worst. Yeah, which, like, basically we decided we could move back to Batavia when Elsie's own came to town. Like, we were like, oh, there's, like, authentic Mexican food. We can make this work now. Yeah. El Cezanne is definitely, definitely probably my favorite place and the place that I eat most often it's in Batavia. Delicious. Yes. They like know me and my brother and all my friends. Like they know who I socialize with. They got it all figured out. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. They're amazing. I love them. Yes. Maybe, maybe they'll want to sponsor your podcast. That would be awesome. <laughs> I mean, can you get on that? <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Thank if you. If we could eat tacos, you know, like maybe not during, but. I feel like that would be weird. A commercial where we eat tacos and describe them. Oh my gosh, yeah. Yeah, we could definitely do that. Anyway. We talked about having them uh, cater our wedding. We're still going to do tacos for our wedding, but um, I think my dad's going to make them. Wow. Yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. Um, Okay, so why don't you talk a little bit about Hearth and Hammer? I mean, I, I, I mentioned the Walden Woods candle and that they're... Um, handmade in a closet, not a closet, a very tiny room, <laughs> very tiny guest bedroom. But yeah. why don't you talk a little bit more specific? Yeah. Um, so we make literary candles that are based on different literary works. Um, we used to say novels, but now we have ones about like poems and plays and, you know, all sorts of fun things. Um, it was just born from the idea that I was in a writing program and making candles and, I was just like, maybe I should make candles that are based on books. Um, So I just combined the love of those two things. And then Andy, who's incredible, I just, you know, basically was like, I have this idea. I want to make book candles, like literary candles. Can you um, make a label for it and we can just see what it looks like? And he did. And they are beautiful. And they're the ones that we still have. So it was just like it all came to fruition very easily. And um, I was like, yeah, let's do it. So we did, and we put it on Etsy, and then it just kind of took off faster than we were prepared for. Um, I always joke that I, like, started a company without meaning to or with any real discernible skills for running a company. (laughs) Um, But it's, you know, it's a learning curve. Um, But I feel like pretty much every job I've ever had, like nothing I actually studied in school prepared me for it, like even teaching. So I'm like, you know what? I went to four years of school to become a teacher. And then I basically just made up my own curriculum and did everything I wanted to. And most of it wasn't anything that I had learned, like becoming a teacher. So I was like, I think I'm just going to apply the same logic to this. Like, I'm not going to suddenly go and try to get a business degree. I'm just going to run a business. So here we are. It's like three years later, I think. That's incredible. <laughs> That's incredible. I mean, and it totally makes sense. I mean, I I have a theater degree, and I kind of have looked at it the same way. And I think in some ways it is. It's, it's a little bit of just hustling. Yeah. I mean, and following intuition and then also 
um, knowing when to ask questions to people who have answers. I know both of us maybe aren't the, you know, the best at the bookkeeping type parts. Um, But like there are, there are people and resources and all of that kind of stuff. I think, I think that intuition and the, um, the ideas and like the where that takes you is, yeah, it's so much more important. Yeah, for sure. And I mean, I just thought about the way like in history, you know, people didn't go to school to like run a family business. Like, no, they just did it. Or they learned from other people or, you know, you just did what you had to to survive. So, yeah, I was like, I'm a smart person. <laughs> I can just figure this out. Yeah. So far, so good. We'll yeah. See, we'll see how it goes. No, you're doing really, really well. Like, I mean, I'm super impressed. And even that like three years uh, you guys are at where you're at because um, you're all over the place. Like BuzzFeed articles have you, you know, listed as like. Blah, blah, blah. Yeah, those are always surreal. And we never know that they're happening. And then, like, finally we set up a Google alert, you know, because people would be like, did you see this? And I'm like, no, I, like, know nothing. Every once in a while I'll, like, Google Hearth and Hammer to just be like, did I miss something, you know? Because, like, every once in a while, you know, the stats will, like, spike. And I'm like, someone posted something, and I don't know where it is. Or, like, what it's coming from. Like, you know, you can kind of see in the analytics. Like, sometimes it'll give you a website. But sometimes it just says direct link. Like, this is not helpful. That's so weird. I know. So I love when people who write the article send me messages and be like, just so you know, we posted. I'm like, thank you. So I can actually thank you for writing this article. Like, otherwise, I've, I have no idea. That's also amazing because I just figured you, you know, sent out some, like, press release type thing. Like, we no. do literary candles. If you talk about literary candles. No, I'm telling you, I didn't even know about the idea of a press release. Like, I'm just like, you know, things just happen and I'm just like, oh, OK, that's cool. You know, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you do you believe in like, um, I don't know if like you're on your path, everything opens up. Do you believe in that kind of mentality? I mean, I feel like I have to now. I also feel like um like we talked about before, like I, I didn't really choose this path. It kind of just chose yeah. me. And so I just always like, whenever my nieces and nephews are like, I don't know what to do. I'm like, you know what? Like, I wouldn't worry about it too much. Cause yeah, I feel like, you know, when it's that whole saying, like when you're busy making plans, like life happens when you're busy making plans or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that really is what it's been like. I mean, I never, set out to have a candle company. I worked very hard to become a teacher and that happened and that was nice and I enjoyed it while I was a teacher. But then it was just sort of like a limbo afterwards where I was like, I don't know what I want to be doing. And then this just sort of happened. I was like, I guess this is what I'm supposed to be doing and I enjoy it. So I'll just follow this path wherever it leads. That's awesome. Um, And what Annie's referring to is, uh, the first time we hung out and like drank a beer, I think you asked me if Fawn was my dream job. And I was like, no, <laughs> no. Uh, if I, I never thought I would have a retail shop, a gift shop, a anything yeah. like this. And uh, it was super interesting to me that you basically had the same story of what you just were talking about, that it wasn't, wasn't your dream job, but it happened and it was successful. Like, yeah. 
And not to say that I think we're both very happy doing right, for what sure. we're doing. Yes, I'm very grateful. I don't want to sound no. ungrateful. Yeah. But I think it is important for people to like understand that you don't have to hold on to that thing that you're supposed to, you know, you think you're supposed to be doing. That right. life is a process. Like life, you know, can take you on really weird, weird adventures. Exactly. And honestly, like, so for me, I would say my dream job is, well, okay, I kind of don't believe in dream jobs anymore, but I would say that from the majority of my life, my dream job has been to be like a novelist or a writer. But now I'm kind of like, you know what? I think it's more fun to just like have a dream and then just spend your time doing, you know, like I love that I get to write and nobody has to read it. There's no pressure. I don't have a publisher being like, so when's the next book coming out, you know? So I'm like, honestly, I think this is the best time, like the like dreaming about having, you know, and then if maybe one day I publish a book, like I'll have been so glad that I had years of just being able to do whatever I want without any sort of like ideas of like what I should be writing or what I should be doing. Because sometimes I feel that way about Hearth and Hammer. Like I feel like it was like the most fun when I was like dreaming everything up. And now that there's an audience, it's like, okay, (laughs) now the pressure's on, you know, like you have to make sure that you're making things that the people that already love what you're making are going to want to buy. Legit. Um, so I just had a thought. Mm-hmm. Would your ideal situation be when you've lived a very happy, happy life, dying at like 99 years old, uh, that your great grandchild finds all of your writing and then publishes like you published after death? Would that be an ideal situation for you? Um, yeah, I would love that. I actually have friends that I've like set up that I'm like, I only really trust you to have this, like all of my most personal thoughts. So like, I'm like, when I die, I'm, you get all the notebooks, like they're coming your way or you need to find them in my house before other people find them because I don't want, you know, you can edit it down to whatever you need. And it's but. not, um, who is this friend? Uh, her name is Sam Evanoff. She, oh. le- she, we went to high school together. Oh, awesome. Is she a townie as well? Uh, no, no, no. She basically her life has what led me to be able to do like live in Batavia because she moves around all the time and I just go visit her. It's oh, perfect. Awesome. So yeah. right now she lives in Raleigh, but she's lived in like near Asheville, Colorado, like a couple of places in Colorado, Pittsburgh. So she just moves around and then I go visit her. That's perfect. Yeah. So whenever she's like, I'm going to be moving soon, I'm like, ooh, is it somewhere new we haven't gone? <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, so let's let's get back to you being a townie. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so you grew up in Batavia. Mm-hmm. Yep. I was born here at the old Delmore. Awesome. I guess that's technically in Geneva. Yeah, I think that's fine. It's uh, for all you who aren't in the area. Um, and if you watch Parks and Rec, you can think Eagleton <laughs> versus Pawnee. Batavia is Pawnee. Geneva is Eagleton. But we go to Eagleton, Eagleton slash Geneva for food. And um, they have great restaurants, bars. Yeah. Amazing restaurants. Yeah. Um, so Batavia is different now, obviously. I mean, of course, you're, you know. You're in your late 20s. A lot happens in that time period. 
But even in the last couple of years, people have told me that Batavia is much different. Can you talk a little bit about what it was like growing up in Batavia? What yeah. changes, both good and bad, you've seen? Yeah. Um, so certainly my interests have changed since I was, you know, like a high schooler here, where basically we were like, there's nothing to do in Batavia. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think that my dad, my parents are from Chicago. So they were like, we came out here because we wanted you guys to be safe. Like we wanted you to be able to like run around in the neighborhood and like do whatever you want, you know? Um, and they're like, we didn't really have that luxury. Like there was like, you know, more crime and things, but, um, they also, anyways, but so basically, um, and I used to be like, oh, like, you should have just left us in Chicago, you know. But now I am so grateful because, and I feel like Batavia is still this way. Like, I still see kids riding their bikes around. And, like, there's this group of boys in my neighborhood that, like, ride around their bikes with flashlights at night. Like, it's very, like, 1980s, like, Stranger Things, you know. Like, they're just, like, playing tag with flashlights and, like, riding their bikes around. And I love that Batavia is still that place where, like, your kids, they can still, like, roam around without you being, like, super concerned. Like, Oh, totally. And it was one of the weirdest things coming out here. I would say that that's number one, the weirdest thing, was seeing children just doing <laughs> stupid, stupid children things. Yeah. Because you don't see that in Chicago. Right. Like, not not at that, like, you know, like there are kids, obviously, and there are kids out and about, but they're usually with a parent or they're, you know, in very specific areas, they're not right riding the bike path or, you know. Exactly. Yeah. And so me and my brothers, we used to like build forts in the woods and, you know, we were always, we were, we were like feral children. Like we would just be like outside all day. Um, yeah. So, I mean, honestly, like in middle school and high school, what you did was you just walked around a lot. You went by the bike path, the skate park. Um, you hung out at McDonald's and Walgreens and walked around the river walk. And that was basically it. Like, it's just like you wander around. That's all there really was to do. And there were no real like retail shops. Um, nothing that I was like interested in by any means. Um, and we used to go and, like, my brother worked at a bakery that I think is where, like, the Island Deli, Island Street Deli or whatever is now. Um, and he would, like, give us free cookies, like, you know. <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, basically you just wandered around. Um, and my dad used to take us in the city all the time. So that's why I was like, the city is the place to be. Like, you know, like, I should be living in the city. So I, like, from a young age got it in my head that, like, I was like, I need to move to a city after I graduate from high school. Um, but yeah, I mean, after doing that and then coming back here, it's like kind of disappointing when you like realize your parents are right and you're just <laughs> like, yeah, but Davia is pretty great. Like yeah, I would want to raise kids here. Like, you know, I spent a stint nannying in the city and I was just shocked at the lack of independence that these children had. And I was like, oh my goodness. Like the number one thing I want my kids to have is independence and like, the fact that, like, the children were, like, afraid to, like, go upstairs in their, like, three-flat house. You know, I was like, no, 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 no. Like, my kids need to be wandering because it will it will just kill me, like, if they can't, like, walk to the store. Like, we used to walk to the store all the time and just buy, like, chips or whatever, you know? And my parents were never worried about us. 
Um, so yeah, so, but I mean, I feel like Batavia really just in the past like couple years, I think we moved back here like three years ago, maybe. Um, I mean, now there's Swan Gifts, which like honestly is incredible. Like there's finally a place to buy people gifts. Like I come here for like all my friends' birthdays and Mother's Day and all of that. Because before it was like, I don't know, Target? Like, yeah. really, there was nowhere to buy anything. Um, the tea tree, like, you know, we didn't have anything like that, like spices and teas and stuff. Um, I mean, I already told you how important El Zone is to me. Yes, yes. <laughs> it's very real. Um, and, yeah, I mean, it's really just recently that, like, there's been more and more retail and, like, you know. I feel like, too, there's, like, a lot more going on with like the artisans and the artisan collective and a lot of that is attributed to you and how you've brought like all these people together and I mean I just feel like in Water Street Studios like that's that certainly wasn't around when I was a kid you know so it's like Batavia is really like embracing their sort of like artsy vibe uh was there a farmer's market when you were growing up um, yeah, it used to be over by like Panera on that side street. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but I feel like it wasn't as built up. Um, also, like as a child, I was clearly not very yeah. interested in going yeah. to farmers markets. Yeah, I feel like we're definitely like aging, like what, yeah. what we're into. <laughs> yeah, like I'm like, mm, I, I believe it was there, but was I attending it? No, no, um, I was not. One of the things I think is really cool about Batavia is there are all of these kind of community type events like the farmer's market is a really big thing. Yeah, it's now. amazing. Um, and all of the different like. We just had the egg hop on oh, Saturday yeah. uh, in, here in Batavia where there's Jaime was actually DJing for the kiddos. Ooh. Uh, I think I stuffed 500 eggs and I ran out of all of them. It was insane. It was really, really insane. I was like, Brie, I think you're overprepared and you were not. You had to yeah. stuff more. Yeah. Yeah. I greatly underestimated this event. I've never been to it in my life. Well, and I wouldn't you don't have kids at yeah, this point yeah. in your life like right. why would you go that would be weird if you went to the egg I mean, without probably, children <laughs> probably it's true apparently my sister who lives in big rock went and i was like what's going on like i live in this town where was my phone call seriously but, um so so you have family that do live in the area your parents are still here your mm -hmm. mom works at the library yes my mom she orders the books at the library it's a great perk she does a really, really great job. Yeah, she is amazing. She has read more books than any person I've ever met in my life. She's one of the top 10 reviewers on Goodreads in the United States. Whoa, that's yeah. huge. Yeah, it's pretty intense. She doesn't add people unless she like knows them or has done like an online class with them. <laughs> so, you know, it's like <laughs> pretty exclusive going on. But yeah. Mm -hmm. And then your dad... Uh, drinks coffee with the mayor at the local McDonald's. It's, yes, this is true. Yeah, he's retired, and now um, my mom calls him the porch gnome. He hangs out on our porch all the time, and um, the kids call him Mr. Larry, and he hands out suckers to them, and then he hands out biscuits to the dogs. <laughs> and he calls himself the mayor of Van Buren Street. That's adorable. Yeah, it's That's pretty amazing. Really, really great. Yeah, and people that I meet, they're like, "Oh, 
your dad is the man that sits on the porch and reads all the time? And I'm like, yep, that's my father. That's true. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So he's known. Famous. Mm -hmm. But he does. He's part of the old man's group at uh, McDonald's. He attends both sessions because he can't get enough socializing. So there are two sessions? Yeah. I don't know. Can you explain both to me and our listeners about this? Yeah. Um, I'm not entirely sure how this started, or but there's two group of elderly folk um, who hang out at the library or at McDonald's. Um, they drink coffee. They just chat. I think a lot of them are part of the Batavia, Histor- Batavia Historical Society um, because my dad has told me that he is now a member and I'm like, you have never gone to a, an event in your life. And also, like, what are you helping to plan? Like, I have serious doubts that you're planning anything. And he's like, I'm just there to show support, spread the word. <laughs> okay, well, whatever. So, yeah, so I don't know if there's some tie-in with the Historical Society. If they are the Historical Society, I don't know. I know that the mayor is often there. Who's, um, like, a really big history buff. Yeah, like he knows everything about Batavia. Like when we were previously, me, my husband, my best friend, and her son, we all rented a house, and it ended up being Louise White's house, who was like this huge educator, and then she became a principal, and it's like the old Louise White school is what Music Matters mm-hmm. school is in now. Mm-hmm. Um, so we lived in her house, and my dad told the mayor, and the mayor like printed out this uh, like interview or, like, description that was written in the newspaper, like, about the house and about her and, like, her time and, like, in the town. And they had, like, these beautiful descriptions of the house that were, like, extremely accurate. And it was amazing. But he just, like, has this information ready. And it's just like, oh, Louise White, let me go home and find that for you. Seriously. Yeah, it's awesome. Yeah. I've seen him do that uh, because when we had our ribbon cutting, he talked about the history of this building. And I went to a couple other ribbon cuttings for other like local new businesses. And he can give just like, you know, like this is what happened in this building. This is what it was. This is, you know, a couple like weird anecdotes. Yeah. You can do that for like every building in Batavia. I know. We actually have won, James and I won uh, a walking tour with the mayor that we have not cashed in on. Um, Maybe we'll do some sort of tie-in with a podcast. Yeah. I think we should. Uh, But we won it at some, you know, auction thing. And we were going to make that our um, engagement party, like invite all of our city friends out and make them go on this. But we, you know, we're getting married in July. That's not going to (laughs) happen. We just got our photos done. (laughs) Um, But yeah, and... We were talking to the mayor about it, and it's two hours long, and then he also has handouts. Wow. So there's certain places that are too far to walk, but he'll give you, like, paper handouts Mm. so you can go stand in front of certain places around Batavia and read information about it. That's incredible. So uh, we'll we'll do that sometime. Yeah. I'll make sure that you get to come. I, I would love to. Awesome. I'm, like, obsessed with history. Yeah. It was really scary when uh, we just had a um, a mayoral race, and I was really afraid um, that Jeff Schelke would not win. And it was, you know, I don't know. He's and it, mm, I don't know how to say this. Like I, 
I really like having a mayor who knows so much about this town. Yeah, I mean, he's been the mayor my entire life. Which maybe that's weird, too. Maybe maybe we need some new No, I I mean, that's why I wasn't really nervous because I was like, clearly he's got this on lock. Like, yeah, the town likes him. Well, and it's also we we live in a um, it's I can't remember what it's called, like. I want to say easy mayor, but it's not easy mayor. <laughs> um, it might even actually be weak mayor, but uh, our city council has right. mm-hmm. way more control than yeah. the mayor does. Right. Yeah. Uh, so really what matters, and I think that that's kind of nice and important, are our city council members who, you know, if you pay attention, you can make sure, you know, you've got ones that... Uh, align with what you you know right mm-hmm. um and they're they serve like i think four-year terms yeah like they term over more often than a mayor who you know can like end up spending right. his life mm-hmm. yeah do you know the story about how the mayor became the mayor uh why don't you tell us this might be hearsay this is from my father that eats breakfast with him sometimes uh but well, from what I heard, I know he used to be a firefighter, maybe even the fire chief. I think that's accurate. Yeah. And um, a teacher brought their students to the firehouse. And I think that the teacher that was leading it was drunk at the time. Or no, no, no. The mayor, the former mayor, I believe. Someone was drunk. We might have to fact check this. <laughs> Someone was drunk at the time and they were like, I think the teacher told him and was like, you know what? Maybe you should be mayor. And then, you know, next thing you know, he's the mayor for like 30, 30 something years, 40 years. I don't even know. Because there was once a drunk mayor. Yeah. And they were like, you'd be better at this. And he was like, probably. <laughs> I mean, and like, and he is like, I think he is a great mayor, but like, that's so funny because like, clearly like. The bar was so low. Yeah. Like if you're right. Mayor's just drunk around children. Precisely. So we've had a sober mayor now for Yeah. <laughs> um he rescued someone out of the river too, didn't he? I don't know. I'm pretty sure he rescued Jaime. Maybe we need Jaime a, doesn't know either. An entire episode about legends about the mayor. And then yes. he comes and like sets the story straight. I, I think that that's really a good idea. Yeah, that'd be yeah. awesome. I know he like he goes around and picks up trash and like sweeps in front of City Hall and you know he like loves this town. Yeah, I have seen him with a broom. I've driven past just like and not what anybody would see, you know? Like he really does go out with a broom and sweep the river walk. Yeah. Which also um I can't remember. Do you know the story of the couple who made the river walk happen and like the whole garden area? No, you were telling me about this, right? Yeah. Um, there's this couple and they live in, oh my gosh, they live in the homestead, which we're going to come back to. Uh, I believe they're, they're the Weisses and they just got Batavian of the year from the the chamber of commerce, which is how I found out about them. And there's this whole like, you know, natural area around the river walk, um, with all of these like native plants and that's their big passion. And they're the cutest old couple. It's the cutest story. And, um, they they spoke and it was really beautiful because um she referenced um oh what is it the um alice um the book about uh dementia 
Oh, um, still Alice? Still Alice. She references in the beginning of her speech, and she, because I guess, and I have not read Still Alice, but there's a point where she's giving a really important speech, and she has um, Alzheimer's, and uh, she has Alzheimer's now, and was talking about that, and that was like how the speech began. It was just like really beautiful, and then they just like read back and forth. Oh my goodness, and, so uh, cute. There is like pictures of them when they were young and whatever, and then at one point she's like, "I'm gonna get political," <laughs> and this is right. I mean, right after the um, like uh, inauguration, mm-hmm. and so everybody just kind of held their seats, like, "What's gonna happen?" <laughs> and then she starts talking about butterflies and how you know we need to be making sure we <laughs> take care of like the butterflies and this amazing experience they had at the homestead where um, they found butterflies around the milkweed and then they like help or caterpillars and then help them grow and then let them out. And, you know, it was this whole emotional experience. It was really beautiful. That's incredible. I just want to have people over, you know, 75 on my podcast after yeah. you, Annie. Like, yeah. I think that this should actually just be a podcast of me talking to old people. Like, now I'm talking to you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we need to go older. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you met your now husband at the homestead that is the retirement home yes, in Batavia. This is true. Yeah, we were both on the wait staff together. He was the new kid. Um, he, he was a terribly slow worker. Uh, I was always like, man, I like this kid, but he is slow. Uh, so I would basically then like set up my section. You were like in charge of your own section. And then, like, go out and help him with his because he was so slow as, like, a means to, like, you know, talk to him. But, yeah, after about a week of me, my friend Sam I was talking about, who lives yeah. in Raleigh, um, she would drive me home every day because she also worked there. And <laughs> so did half the town of Batavia. But anyways, um, and I'd be like, I don't know, that new kid's kind of nice. She's like, seriously, it's fine. Like, yes, you're in love with him. <laughs> I get it. Like, <laughs> you need to admit to yourself now that you like this kid. But, um, yeah, that's where we met. He uh, introduced himself and said that he was a DJ and that he was uh, working on, like, his EP album, which I just thought, like, one, that it was impressive that he, like, was so confident to just say, like, I'm a DJ without any real experience. And, two, that, you know, he was, like, making something. Or doing anything besides just, like, hanging out or, like, there are kids that worked at the homestead that literally would throw spoons out into the dining room to break glassware. Like, that was, like, their fun hobby, you know? And I'm like, this kid's making something. I'm going to have to stick around with him and see what this is all about. So, yeah. That was so many years ago. Yeah, and he was designing back then, too. Like, he um, had a really cool basement bedroom i was like very impressed by it (laughs) with like lots of computers and like a television and a couch and um yeah he just had like his little creative den downstairs and he would make like just flyers for stuff around like well (laughs) he also little known fact where kiss the sky is right now Mm -hmm. used to be um the playhouse yeah. Um, yeah. And he got permission at one point to literally start like a nightclub there on Fridays. And it was called Progressive Fridays. 
and he like got his like band friends and like DJ friends and he like started this like club that everybody would go to on Friday and but it got shut down after like three times because it was like too big like there are too many people going to it so he's always been very entrepreneurial that's adorable yeah that's Mm -hmm. awesome yeah I wish that was still a thing I know that both food and a place to dance are the two things that I miss about living out in you know yeah the suburbs the city yeah yeah oh yeah Thank you. You're welcome. Um, so uh, we just got a little little time check from Jaime. Five minutes. Five minutes, man. So I want to I want to move us on to talking about self care because that's okay. yeah one of the things that like I want to be hitting on this podcast. Uh, Annie, like, do you what do you do for self care? What is yeah, so um, basically the fall is insane for us. Like, I joke that I quit teaching where I got like three months off to like now I work like three months so intensely that I don't know if I'm going to make it out alive yeah. from like August to December and then I get like nine months off. I mean not really but it feels like it after that. Yeah. Um, and so I've just been spending a lot of time outside. A lot of time on my porch. I've been yeah. really trying to read more. Um, I feel like it's a very meditative process for me like just nowadays like sitting down and doing something you know, one thing. I feel like I can't even watch TV without like looking at my phone. Yeah. You know, so just forcing myself to do like, I'm going to read this book outside on my porch and not do anything or look at my phone. Like, that's kind of the biggest thing for me right now. I think that's great. And what you just said about uh, reading being a meditative process, because I think that you know, a lot of people, when they think meditate, it's just like, I'm supposed to sit there and I can't do that. Yeah. Uh, but there are so many tasks like reading a book or my thing is baking. Like mm. I love to bake and it becomes this meditative process because like there are, you know, there are steps and, you know, you're putting things together. You're rolling something out. Yeah. Um, last night I made a um, coconut milk ice cream. Oh my goodness. And uh, bourbon pecan blondies. Oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So, so I need to my... be getting baked goods. Where are these things? You know what? I meant to bring you guys some blondies and I apologize. <laughs> is it because my hair is brown? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. It totally is. So what have you been doing for self care? Um, well, besides two baking. things. Uh, that I wanted to mention. One is that like I am I'm taking morning walks with my dog Mazzy, and I really realized that getting Mazzy was a huge step in my self care, and I knew it because like I wanted to be taking walks, and uh, even before I had her, I'd go on walks, but I wouldn't do it regularly. Now I have to, yeah, because she needs to walk, and if you know if she doesn't get a long walk in, she can be a little bit um, of a terror. Mm-hmm. Um, and she just, I mean, then I go on one too, yeah. you know? And so we spend about, uh, an hour a morning out walking by the river and doing things like that. And she's happier. I'm happier. I realize I get to kind of go through all of my crazy head thoughts as I'm walking because yeah. I'm not looking at my phone. I'm not, you know, I'll sometimes listen to a podcast, but most I'll just contemplate life and look at the river and I'm so excited because so many birds are clearly nesting right Mm. now 
And I cannot wait until I'm walking around and just seeing baby ducklings everywhere. Aww. Yeah. I'm so excited. The other thing is that I'm keeping a gratitude journal. Oh, nice. Which I honestly, I'll admit, I always thought was going to be kind of stupid. <laughs> um, but it really helps me to what I do is in the morning, I write three things that I'm grateful for, even if they're silly, but just like three things off the top of my head and an intention for the day. That's, you know, again, very, very simple. And at the end of the day, I look back at them. And then I also just list important things that happened to th- during the oh, day. Nice. Mm-hmm. Um, because someday I'd love to like journal for hours. I'm not a writer like you. It's not, you know, it doesn't come naturally. But I've been so busy. I'm, you know, sometimes don't have a chance to reflect or even yeah. remember what I did. Right. Like today, it'll be like, you know, went on walk with Mazzy, did the podcast and then, you know. But I won't talk. I won't be like, the podcast went great and it felt so nice. Like, I'll yeah. just put recorded podcast with Annie. <laughs> <laughs> it was awesome. It was awesome. <laughs> so those are my uh, my self-care tips. Um, get a dog. <laughs> no. Yeah. that That's part of the reason why I got my dog. I'm such a Libra that I was like, I won't take care of myself unless I have to take care of something else. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and I think like, you know, it's not saying like everybody go out and get a dog, but I think that there are personalities that like it makes sure really you really want the dog. Like giving the dog up is not an option. It's forever. Forever. For forever. Yeah. I think that's a really great place to end. Yeah. As us saying forever. forever. Very like um sandlot. Yes. Forever. Ever. Okay, thanks, guys. Thanks for joining us on uh, our, you know, episode of Rivertown Life. Uh, You can check out Annie and her candles at hearthandhammer.com. Co. Co. Hearthandhammer.co. It's also on, uh, has a lovely Instagram at hearthandhammer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you can find them. You guys are smart. You can also check (laughs) me out at fawngifts.com. Uh, Fawn Gifts on Instagram, Bree Tree on Instagram, and uh, eventually Rivertown Life on Instagram. Probably by the time this comes out, we'll have something up there. Uh, thanks, guys. Bye. Are we done? Rivertown Life was recorded in historic downtown Batavia at Fawn Gifts. You can find out more about Fawn Gifts at fawngifts.com. Original theme music composed and recorded by James Cardis. You can find out more about this show and other shows on the Fox Valley Voice Network at foxvalleyvoice.com. Fox Valley Voice. Rivertown Life. We're in fun gifts. Surrounded by plants. Sunny day. <laughs> Worries away. What? Worries away. Uh. <laughs> We're done. <That's> <laughs>